0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take you all the way down in New
1: Orleans this time. Competition is on. Oh, competition is on. Oh, competition is
0: on. Competition 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hard and Paint with David Grubb. And uh, we are in the heart of basketball season right now. So I thought of no one better to come and join me today than my brother and my compatriot over at the Bird Rites, Mr. Chris Connor. You know him also on Twitter as Impatient Bull. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Man, uh, as we talked about yesterday, uh, for someone who just got hit by a fire truck, I am in pretty good shape. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry
0: it's just it's just like, <laughs> as somebody man, who it. survived my share of auto accidents believe me i just i i know that feeling believe me
1: on, man we just keep it going we're not dwelling on it man it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're just glad you're all right that's all we just we're glad you're healthy and we happy um pals play tonight hosting the sun 17 and 10 suns um, they split so far with Phoenix. It's the last game of the season against them. They got a chance to win the season series. Uh, but the thing coming into this is that the Pels after that four-game winning streak, they're one and four in their last five. And, yeah, this is the, the offense has been fantastic since they've started running it more through Zion Williamson. But defensively, they have completely bottomed out. I don't think that they've been as bad defensively as we've seen in years. This is, I mean, this is it's it's embarrassingly bad where teams are setting records on a nightly basis against this Pelicans team. Uh, how bad is it in your mind right now?
1: It's it's bad from the perspective that I don't know what the current parts that you have and the improvements that you are that you would you would have to make you have limited resources and limited practice time you know in this league it's hard to get better at, at the places I think they lack at right now trying to find a way to work through the system and you know know exactly where they're supposed to be in, in certain actions and certain assignments um, the individual issues that they have with 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 certain players that have a long way to go on that side of the floor, and you know, I mean, right now, man, teams are just taking them, just pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. What are you going to do? All right, well, this game we're going to switch, okay? I mean, if Billy if Billy Hernan Gomez is out there against Dame Lillard, I mean, I I like his chances. Um, and I mean, what you're seeing now is, I mean, what they had yesterday was the third game in what two weeks that an opposing guard scored 40 points on him, right? And all three of those matchups, they ate off picking rows, they ate off screens, and they made the Pelicans choose, you know? If you're not going to fight, if you're going to go through the screen, um, we'll find a way to get our guy open and get the open shot. More than likely, it's going to go in. If you don't fight through the screen and you switch, we're going to eat off that because we know on your secondary, your secondary level, rotations on defense is lacking we we'll move the ball and find the three. More than likely, the corner three or at the top of the key. Um, I mean, it's just in 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 this league where almost everybody can shoot, and these guys are going to continue to 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 put these up. And you have so many good guards, game in and game out. Um, you know, we we put a lot on air. I mean, we, we put a lot on Lonzo Ball's uh, shoulders. Um, he's not going to be able to you know to save this. <laughs> you know, he's not going to make it look too much better. Uh, I don't think he's a lockdown defender uh, either against and against these type of matchups that, that, that are sizably quicker than him. Um, and the breakdowns go way beyond him. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's bad and unless, um, you know, you could, you know, you, you could say maybe, maybe you could throw Kyra Lewis out there a little bit more, but um, it's not going to, it's not going to be fixed with one person. No. And I just think, you know, they have a long way to go, man. So I don't, um, you know, for them, the only thing you can hope is that they continue to make adjustments and um, mental and uh, physical changes game by game.
0: I mean, the roster construction still can, is still the biggest issue for me. And, and um, I mean, when you have a team that over the last five games, last in the league in defensive rating, 129.9, teams are shooting better than 50% from the field against the Pelicans. They're shooting almost 50% from the three point line against the Pelicans that along with Stan Van Gundy calling out the competitiveness, Josh Hart echoing that and seeing the body language on a night to night basis. I don't understand why something hasn't been done at this point, just to create some better sense of certainty. Because I think that that's a huge contributor to all of this. When you have guys, when you talk about buy-in, why am I going to buy-in if I don't think that I'm part of the future here? And you could say, even for selfish reasons, you might want to play, well, Well, look, if you don't want me here. Or I think you may be looking for something better than me. The market is going to be the market. What I am, I mean, there's not really a chance for, for a lot of these guys who are on the end of their deals to improve them their lot with the Pelicans. And, I mean, if you're J.J. Redick, wh- you can't increase your trade value anymore or you can't decrease it anymore either. It is what it is at this point. If it, it, There's not a player on this roster that I think you're talking about that if you're going to flip them for something at this point, unless you're adding picks along with it, There's nobody on this roster, like you said, that's going to, even if they get better throughout the rest of the season, that they're going to make a difference ultimately in how this team performs.
1: For sure. I mean, and it's a, it's a tough situation because I think for this to work, they needed to get out of the gate rolling. You know, they just needed things to click on the, you know, on its own naturally versus trying to pick up things where you're at now because you know, I mean, we've been talking about it for the past two years. Some of the some of the roster construction, it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Some of it doesn't doesn't work well um, against the things that that you're playing against each night in this particular league. Um, they're missing in certain you know in certain areas. They don't have range in certain positions like from the wing position. You're lacking length. You're lacking size. Athleticism. Um, you know, athleticism. You know, you don't have. Um, you know, you went out. You went out and signed Winion Gabriel, but you, you know, you haven't given him. You haven't given him minutes to see what you know what he could offer you out there. Um, you know, it's just it's just you know it's rough. And then, you know, you went through the stage where um, you couldn't find out who was going to work backing up Steven Adams. You know, or, mm-hmm. or you know, without Steven, you, you had to go through the Jackson growing pains, and now you're going to have to go through them. Uh, I, in, in my opinion, for the next two three games, I don't think Steven Adams is. You know, is, is I think you're looking at about a week before, you know, he's back or even close to 100% if he returns at that. Um, it just – it puts pressure in so many different areas when you don't have the right depth and you just kind of throwing stuff out there randomly just, you know, to see what works. It doesn't feel as if there was a true plan. And what does that say to a guy like Eric Bledsoe, who, you know, we make the jokes about him not wanting to be here, but um, he's a guy who just left Milwaukee, left a winning situation. And – he's replacing drew holiday. He's not Drew holiday. Um, I'm sure he feels as if, you know, he would rather be somewhere where he has a chance to win and compete. And there are things being put on his shoulder or on his shoulders. He's being put at the, you know, at the blame or at the, at the front of the fire. And he's like, dude, man, like what, you know, I can, I can only do so much coming into this. You know, I didn't vote for myself to be number one, you know, know, to be an all NBA defender. Um, and I ain't asked to get traded here either. And, and 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 I didn't ask to get traded here. And there was no way that I was gonna be, you know, you know, a missing link or you know, or um help push this team forward. That's on guys that were here before me. JJ Reddick, like you said, on the last year of his contract. Um man, but poor guy. I mean, you know, he, he's out there. I mean, you know, when you when you get out there and you I forget how old JJ is, I think 35, 36, and you're out there putting your body on the line more on a consistent basis that guy, you know, then guys that are more athletic than you, that are younger than you, that have more energy, to have more to prove than you do. At what point did you look up like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, why am I here? Why am I giving my all? I mean, there's so many different levels you can, you know, you can look at here, but it definitely starts with, they don't have enough flexibility to change, to change the things that I think need to be changed. And at worst, given how last year, how clunky and inconsistent last year was from a depth perspective, um, we shouldn't be looking at this this year as well. You know, it, 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 there was no reason that we're in a spot to where you're once again trying to make things work with ill parts. Um, you should have had more fitting parts that if it doesn't work, it's more so on the player, not the piece.
0: It feels like with Steven Adams, you know, getting hurt, and injuries are always a concern with him. He's ne- he's only averaged 30 minutes in, in, a, in a game once in his career. Um, it it does feel, and, and we've had guys in the group chat over at the Bird Rights talk about this as well, the extension seemed premature. And the money now, looking at it even further into the future with his body, um, and his and the things that he cannot do for the minutes that he is is on the floor. It's looking harder to justify the money uh, for Steven Adams, especially when we've seen that Billy Hernan Gomez at a much cheaper price is providing you a reasonable facsimile of those
1: same, you know, skill set. Of course, man. It's, it's, um, that's the issue. I don't think people – those that those that fight the Stephen Adams case, you know, the argument isn't that isn't that he's not a good player. He doesn't, you know, he can't offer you something, you know. But when you look at when you look at what he does offer, and like you said, the price tag that it's getting or or, or that you have to give, I mean, hell, even and uh, you gotta at least let him play. Uh, uh, Go to a practice again. You, you just don't give out the extension, you know, for you know, for a guy that's barely averaging a double double, who doesn't, who doesn't stretch the floor defensively, like you said. He's 27 years old, but the reason people say, damn, he's 27 is because he's an old 27. Like, you know, Steven Adams has has the body. He probably ha- he has the basketball body of someone that's at least 31, 32. People that I mean I, he, it feels like he's been in the league a lot longer. And I believe he, he got drafted when he was 19, but I mean, that's been a, he plays a punishing, a punishing style. And it's just tough, man. When you wonder, you know, you see a lot of reserve bigs around the league. that would have been cheaper Um, that, you know, you could have, uh, whether, whether you could have drafted, you could have traded for, whatever the case is, they could have offered you something similar, even if they don't offer all of the, uh, you know, the veteran experience, the dirty work that Steven, you know, you know, that Adams brings. I mean, look, man, you know, you got you got Nas you got Nas Reed over there in, you know, in Minnesota, um, playing his ass off right now. You got, JaVale McGee. Well. You got JaVale, JaVale McGee,
0: you got JaVel McGee playing for playing for what four million dollars in Cleveland? And you think that you could, I mean, at four million here in New Orleans. Javale can run the pick and roll, you know that. You know he can block shots. You know he can run the floor. And at four million, again, you can augment that bench and have multiple guys rather than be paying twenty million to Stephen Adams. And it's, it, I love Stephen Adams. He works hard, man. He he he's a he's a presence. But that money just with with all the things the Pelicans
1: need still, it, it's just it's particularly depth save your money. If you're looking, if, if the goal is to find, is to find things that work around Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson and, and Lonzo ball and company, if that is the ultimate goal, why go and, why go and put that type of financial uh, strain or, or uh, agreement on yourself um, before knowing if that's what the team needs, go get, go, go get someone, you know, I mean, Billy, Billy Herman Gomez is fine. He's perfectly, you know, he's fine for what you for what you need right now, okay? Is he Steven Adams? No. But on some nights can he offer you even just a little bit more than what Steven Adams can and some nights he can. He's more willing um, to score. He's more, willing, he's to more score. willing to score. Yeah, he's more willing to score. He knows what he's doing when you drop that ball, when you drop the ball down to him. Uh he has a couple a, a couple moves we saw a nice a, a nice spin move a couple nights ago. I'm not saying he's a world beater of, you know, of any course, but look, I mean, the goal is to find the, is to find the parts that match. So find something, go get you a stretch big. Okay. And, and I'm not talking about Nicola Melly, go get you, go get you a stretch big or, you know, a rangy big that can, that can play some, some type of defense to see how that could fit to where you could get the better version of that. And the same with a dirty work big. And then you find out from there what money you want to allocate down the line. But I mean, it was it, it was a hell of a hell of a gamble, uh, one in which you know and I, I think some people some people believe that that, that that's more of a uh, his salary his salary will be used down the line you know in a trade. Okay, you know I don't know if um, until we're there until that's the case, you can't tell me that there were other ways that you could have went even if you thought Lonzo Ball was going to take a greater jump out the gate, even if you thought Zion Williamson was going to come out being the player he is now, even if you thought Brandon Ingram was going to build on his all-star year, there was other ways to show responsibility. And I don't think they accounted for all of it when putting this team out on the floor.
0: No, it's, it's, it's clearly like, as you said, short on wing depth. It's not a very athletic team at at a number of places, and uh, that, that lack of length and, and flexibility, they, they're not, you can't switch with this team and no. they can't guard on ball individually because you don't have a single. And, and we've seen Eric Bledsoe's individual defense fall off. They don't have a single stopper as a, an on-ball defender. Lonzo is a, is a very good team defender in that regard. But the rest of these guys, Brandon Ingram has taken a huge step back as a defender. He hasn't been you know, any uh, impediment to anybody. Zion is learning still and in that stage. So, man, like I said, Bledsoe's falling off. Josh Hart, it depends on the matchups because he's still not really great at staying in front of folks either. And then just overall, the effort, again, you talk about on a nightly basis, the lack of effort from closing out to getting in the face of ball handlers, to boxing out. And people can look at that defensive rebound percentage all they want, but to me, it's more a function of the fact that people are shooting 50% against you. They're not crashing offensive boards because mostly they're making their shots. And the shots they miss are
1: threes. (laughs) Yeah, Listen, man, it can't be a miracle or a team having their best night when they're having their best night against you repeatedly. I mean, man, at some point, you got to look in the mirror, bro. If Everybody's saying, if everybody's coming out, right, you know, and kicking your ass at this part of the, of the court, it so happens to be you repeated. Yo, bro, at some point in this league, we're in where everybody is shooting so many more threes than ever. You got to look in the mirror and say, yo, it's probably me. And like you said, man, they, you know, Zo, like, Zo, he is a really good team defender. But personally, I don't think he's built to guard especially up high point guards. I don't he think he, he doesn't have the lateral mm-hmm. quickness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so, so he doesn't have the lateral quickness for, for these guys that are quick enough for him to fight through screens, recover um, consistently and stay in front of these dudes. Some matchups fit, but more times than not, especially those that can, they can shoot beyond their arc. If you put them on John Moran, okay. You probably got a shot there. John ja, ja, ja is also very long, Um that's a difference between where Jai is right now and Dane Lillard, Zach Levine, when Steph Curry steps into the building eventually. Um, those, are, those are tough matchups, man. And not only that, I think you are better served having someone with the quickness and who knows, that could be Kyra Lewis Jr. upcoming, but you need somebody who is capable from a size perspective, a length, a length perspective, smart energy, effort, to take on these matchups. I don't think Zoe's that guy. Um, it's just it's a it's a tough, it's a tough situation. Like you said, man, they they don't have enough good, good on ball defenders. And the, the ones that they do that give the effort are lacking the size and athleticism that you need. If Josh Hart was was six six or six seven, you're working with something. He's six four. His effort only goes so far. He can only make what he can only make so much work with what God gave him. you know, Eric Bledsoe. Six three, six four. If he was a little bit taller to go with, you know, to go with how strong he is, maybe you got something that works. But even at his age right now, he's not quick enough to stay in front of front of some of these guys. And let I guess his the all NBA defense uh, defensive awards that he ended up receiving, being a part of a really good uh, Milwaukee defense, right? Put him up on a on on a stage on a platter they got everyone's expectations up to say things like he's not that far off than drew. Mm-hmm. And they're completely different defenders. Yep. Completely different defenders with how they, how, how they disrupt what other teams want to do. because um, Drew
0: eliminates drew is like a cover corner. He eliminates your space. There's nothing there for you. you. He makes, he denies the even the catch. And then once you have the catch, his hands and his arms and his body are everywhere. And it, he just makes you uncomfortable with the basketball. You don't see the Pelicans making people passes are crisp against the Pelicans. You can step into them. You the angles are there. Like like let's 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 go into the Portland game real quick. So you get Dame Lillard. It's one thing for Dame to get 38. But you can't let Dame get the 16 assists. That's like, you got to take one or the other. You can't have Dame also being the facilitator. So that means you made it easy for him to shoot, but you made it easy for him to penetrate and create for other people on a team. And everybody can talk about this bothered me too. A lot of fans were like, well, that's a close loss to a good team. But they're playing without um, uh, Nurkic. They're playing without CJ McCollum. They're playing without um, uh, 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 Giles, Harry Giles. So you you missing three important players for that of their rotation, and you had a twenty point third quarter. You gave up thirty points three times in four quarters. That is not to me. That's still not a good loss.
1: And and I agree. I I agree. And you were at home, you know, with 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 one of the handful of handful of arenas that can that can have you know some sort of home court advantage in, 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 a, in, a, um, in a in a state, in a city that's allowing even more fans to enter in. Um, that was a game in which, I mean, you ended up at one point, you came back from a deficit early, took the lead. You had control of the game to determine where it could have went, where, where it should have went, down late. You answered punches. You know, but it just seemed like, you know, they're, they're still in this discovery you know type of type of situation right now to where they're just trying to they're trying to find out what's going to work and what's not going to work and it's hard to do that against players like that against teams like that that already have distinguished roles Gary Trent Jr knows knows what his job is what he's supposed to be and his cancer everybody knows um and you know, I mean, you have to you have to come with more. They have to throw something else out there for these type of guards. It 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 might be pressing them, trying to tire them out. It may be trapping them at the you know as soon as they as soon as they pass it's, half court. Or you know, yeah, they,
0: going sixty four feet. I mean, eighty four. You know, the whole way. You
1: gotta up. you gotta try something because what you're doing right now it's 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 not working. It's not working. And you know, man, like um hell. I mean, late in that game, they tried to the trap them you know, in the fourth quarter, he made the right, he made the right passes. Um, and then when they did trap him, they still find a way to leave the wrong guy. open. Gary Trent, Jr. kept finding his way open. I mean, it's just like, you know, you do, it's, I love the movie life. Okay. There's a guy in life by the name of can't get right. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> That's the Pelicans of so many nights especially on the defensive side of the floor, man, can't get right. Even even when they, even when they try to do the right thing, the wrong outcome ends up, ends up happening. Um, and, and I mean, you look at the schedule upcoming, man, it's not getting easier. It's not getting no. easier. No. And this is a team that's never made the playoffs when they
0: weren't at least within a game of 500 at the midway point. And they're not going to get to 500 or close to it at the midway point. It's just not possible for them at this stage. And The thing that also bothered me uh, is that the the Portland game is is endemic of a lot of things that have been going with the Pelicans lately. Zion Williamson, over those five games, he's averaging 31.6 points a game. Fifth in the league. Fifth best in the league. Point Zion, the Pelicans have the number one offense in the NBA. At the same time, the only person in the top 15 in the NBA who has fewer shots than Zion per game is Nikola Jokic. And it ain't free throws that keep his, his thing low because there are guys on that list getting eight, 10, 11, 12 free throw attempts a at night. It's his own team. There's, you know, we're, we're looking at 52 games of Zion Williamson, and he's never reached 40 points in a game. And he shot over 80% from the floor in games this season. We've seen it more than one time. He shot 90% from the floor in a game this season. And yet, he, got, he gets 13 touches in the first half and finishes the game with 17 touch, sh- shot attempts. This, this happens repeatedly with this team. And I'm not just talking about the last possession, which everyone is focused on, but it happens repeatedly with this team where he gets double-digit shot attempts at some point, And there will be an entire quarter that goes by where he cannot get his hands on the basketball.
1: It's, it's that it's surprising, but I mean, just overall, that you got to have better, better awareness. It's no, it's no way around it. I, you know, uh, regardless of what Stan. Maybe, you know, and it's, it's rough, right? Because Stan has been so vocal about his two stars, about Brandon and Zion. He wants both of them to be great. And that last play call he wanted to put the ball, NBI's hands run a pick and roll. One way or another, your your two best players should decide where the game goes. But I'm sorry, the possession before that, you put the ball in Zion's hands, and you let him make two big free throws to give them a one a one point a one point lead. Before Dame ended up going to the line, um, and you know, and it's now back in your hands to make the final call. The put the ball back in the guy who got you. Put the ball in his hands. You do that, um, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like last year, man. It took, you know, the, we, we saw this with Brandon Ingram. When Brandon Ingram was having, his, was having his all-star year. There were so many times where there were other guys taking too many shots. It's like, bro, like, he has it going. Get him the basketball. He needs to be closing this game. This is not your night. It was the same thing last year, and now it's happening with Zion, where he's maturing, you know, right in front of us offensively. And it's like guys don't – that's just basketball. You feed the hot man. But it, it, what's crazy is your man is one-on-one. On one. He's unlike anything we've ever seen. And they're like, uh, I don't know what – you know, okay, you can't make an entry pass. But now he's coming out to get the ball by – he's coming to you to get the basketball. There's no excuse, man. So, I mean, from from um, one, one way or another – that ball should have been in Zion's hands. But those guys, more than anything, man, have to do more. And, you know, I'll tell you something else. Zion has to do more. Yes. At some point, Zion, Zion has to get pissed off. There's not a big man that you can think of. And you, know, and, you know, whether or not, you know, Zion has kind of proven, you know, to be more than just a big man, right? But there's not a guy with his talent that I can think of, right, that at some point hasn't went and asked for the damn basketball demand the basketball at some point he's gonna have to do that what are you gonna tell him no Kobe would do it Jordan would do it you know Shaq would do it you
0: know this is what you do Dwayne Wade would do it if there's a time LeBron is gonna do it it's (laughs) it's just Kevin Durant is going to do it these are what this is what you ask for when you are the franchise player and I think absolutely Zion has to be a little more aggressive and I understand he doesn't want to piss anybody off he's not that kind of person but at the same time it's clear it's clear that this is zion williamson's team and defenses react differently to zion than they do to brandon you get 2 you get a double team when zion gets the ball no matter where he is you can't play up on him because he will go through you or he will go around you if you're too slow and you can't play off him everybody keeps saying play off him like you do Giannis. OK, do that. But Zion will cover that space and he will get in there. And his touch is such that he can still finish over two or
1: three people if you give him the space. It's nothing like Giannis. It's nothing like Giannis. You see people you, you see defenders try to try to do that on the elbow where he will have the ball by the three point line. And the problem with Zion is where you catch him at up high. He never he never lands there. He's always somewhere. He's always someplace else. He, he has that that Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rhodes, Michael Jordan shit to where you catch him up high, and he's and he's he, he's immediately getting left to to get to the left hand, get to the right hand to get the layup up. And nine times out of ten, because if it's touched, like you mentioned, the ball's going in whether he gets the foul or not. So it, it, yeah, it's it's it, it's nothing like Giannis. Giannis is longer, taller, the center um, of gravity being different. Yeah,
0: like you said, if Zion puts that shoulder into your midsection, what are you gonna do with that?
1: That's it's Giannis can't get that low. No, no, it, it's too much. It's too much to think about. I mean, it, it, it's you know, it's crazy. He weighs he <laughs> he weighs he weighs more than Giannis, but but is is quicker, is more more of an acrobat in the air. His change of direction is ridiculous, and his touch is. All world. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. You can't. You cannot. It's, and, and, and they're being smart. They're putting him on the right. They're putting him on that right elbow at the three-point line repeatedly or on the left elbow versus versus putting him putting him up top at, at the key by himself, spreading the floor. If they do do that, a pick is coming. Um, I, like, I like what they're doing. But, yes, Zion has to demand that basketball because, like you said, they defend him differently. There is no defense right now for the things that he's doing. And 9 times out of 10, a positive play is going to happen. And now that he's making his free throws? He's shooting 80% last five games. 80%. 80%. Nothing you can do. So I know that B.I. was supposed to be the closer on this team. And I know that Stan, Stan spoke that. He spoke that at two distance. We all wanted to. I, I, I wanted that to be the case. But more and more Zion develops and we're watching him play. It's looking like Bi is going to have to be more of a secondary, more of a secondary guy, which is which isn't a problem, but that's still going to give him more than more than enough opportunities to make plays at the end of games, you know. But you know, be, he might be an all star. I believe he can be a multiple time all star. Zion Williamson has the chance to be the MVP of the league, and it's different.
0: Yes, it's different. It's different, and and for Bi, you know, I, I think he has to go back to just deciding. It's scoring first. All of his best games to me come when he is looking to score first and the passes come as a byproduct of, oh, now we got to follow B.I. Now we got to pay attention to him and he can drop off that pass. But we've seen it in traffic. He did it a couple of times in in the last game where he got in the paint and kind of tried to drop it off real quick to Steven Adams. You can't make that pass. That's not the guy you do that to. Finish, go in and, and finish. And, and even on that last play, I'm, I'm okay with him making the decision. You know, like you said, it, it, he's earned that. He's earned the ability to make that decision. But your decision has to be aggressive, whatever it is. And he was passive in that situation. In passing it back to Lazzo, that felt just very passive to me. And and the whole start of that possession, if the goal is to get it to Zion early, you had plenty of time to do it. It wasn't five seconds. You started with 12 seconds. There was time to, if, that, if his first drive wasn't there, to give it a step and find Zion. But he didn't do it that way. He kicks it super far back out. And now you've changed the entire dynamic of this. You put Lonzo, who we're not... Again, it's not to criticize. It was a bad shot. Everybody knows it was a bad shot. But that's not the guy who's supposed to be in a position to be taking it. So I thought Brandon Ingram has to – I think he has to be a better decision-maker, and his first decision needs to be to be aggressive at all times.
1: You know, and then I think – I think we've seen him struggle with length as long as he is. He struggles with guys because – you know, listen, he's a, I think Brandon has good athleticism. And I'm gonna be pushing it there. But it but it's not great, right? So there are only certain matchups that he can expose that are long on him. Like for example, the you know, the times that Memphis tried to put Kyle Anderson on him. Well, they don't call him slow-mo for, you know, on accident. You know, I mean, his feet don't move well. You know, it, 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 so Brandon Brandon can explode off the ball against him, and his length not be that much of an issue. They try to put other people on him, and Memphis had to had to pivot off that. They tried Grayson Allen on him They tried other guys, and it didn't work. And Brandon exposed that multiple times in that game. Well, against against uh, against Portland, where you know you got guys like you know Robert Covington, you uh-huh. know um, Rodney Hood. You have you have you have so many so many different guys that that are long on the defensive side of the floor that can, that can cause issues with, you know, that can cause issues with what he wants to do. It makes him uncomfortable and it makes him second guess things, you know, because he's aware to know, I don't want to take a terrible shot. You know, I don't, I don't want, I want to make the, he wants to make the right basketball play, but look, bro, they put the, the ball is in your hands. This is what you want. This is what you asked for. You went to the front office and said you don't want to miss the playoffs anymore. You got paid, and he. This is what he's worked for. This is what he spent all those times. You know, this is what's the Bill Parcells quote. I mean, this is why you know, you know, you know, you lift weights, you do all that shit. Like this is why, for these type of moments, he has the mindset for it. He has the game for it. I agree with you. Regardless of what you do, be decisive with it. All B I had to do was penetrate there. That's it. That's all he had to do. Yep. Or if that's not the case, Zion is slipping, bounce it down, dump it down to him. But you reset the play that late of a, you know, you know, in that in that type of game where, you know, asses get tight. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, hero balls at an all-time high. Somebody's gonna make a decision. And Lonzo decided to, you know, to to take that long ass three. And, and you know, it was what it was. So, you know, I'm with you, man. Um, they, you know, I, I think he has a lot to do. He he has a lot to get better at. I mean and I mean all the closers, all the all of the uh you know the great players have had to go through it, growing pains mm-hmm. in that area at some point. You know, all, all of them have to. You know, for Brandon, um I think for him, he's going to have to uh, adjust to maybe this this different role that he's going to have with this new breed of Zion that we're seeing is going to continue to develop. Um and he's gonna to have to figure out how to Against guys that are just as long as he is, and they aren't as, and they aren't slow-footed necessarily. You know, he's got to u-
0: learn how to utilize screens and do more yeah. stuff without the basketball. Because the, you know, people like to compare him to Kevin Durant, and I say to me, a more apt comparison is actually Reggie Miller, because Reggie was not a fantastic athlete. Brandon isn't actually a great ball handler. People, like when he drops it low, he gets he gets ripped a lot. That's when B.I. gets ripped. It, it's, it's, he's a good ball handler. He is a very good scorer. He is an elite scorer when he's rolling. But, I, I mean, I think if he – because of your his, his athleticism, his, his lack of athleticism, and like you said, he, he can't finish over people at the rim. He extends, but he's not going to be the guy who dunks over someone or go, or dunks through people. That's not his thing. I think that you go, he needs to learn – how to get the ball and score without dribbling a little bit more because his most efficient shots are two or three dribbles or less.
1: This is the perfect opportunity now. If you're watching, if Zion is more of a playmaker with the basketball, you have more opportunities to create more actions with Brandon off the ball. But like you said, if he's not, if he hasn't figured out how to dominate Pick and roll just yet, um you know. Get to the free throw line because he's because he's he, he's not a guy. He's not he, he's never going to be a flopper. He's never going to be the one to sell to sell calls. They they are not raised like that where he's from. They just aren't. It just doesn't it doesn't work that way. So I definitely agree. And I never thought about the Reggie Miller aspect, but that would be great. You have some you you know you have some screen setters if you're playing four out. You know four out one in. You have a center, you have multiple centers that are gonna be able to set decent screens for you as long as Jackson Hayes is nowhere close to the to the arena, you should be fine there. And Brandon will be able then to use his link the best because he won't have to worry about this guy in his pocket. That's a that's a great point, bro. I I, I think that that's um and it's gonna be up up to Stan mm-hmm. to uh to make these adjustments as things go because I cause because cause I guarantee you through everything that, Griff, you know, that Griffin said in the offseason and what they both said about how they wanted Zion to grow, I don't think that they saw this mm-hmm. this, you know, before, before the All star break. I don't know if, if they saw him doing this to where we're talking. He's getting career high in assists over and, over and over and over and over and over again. After last year, I think his career high was like four and coming into, I think, the Milwaukee game. Where he had six, that was the most he had had, you know, in his handful of games in his career. So, you know, it's gonna be adjustments for everybody. Um, people are just gonna have to take him and adapt to him.
0: Yeah, I think this is the 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 great thing is too is the unseen assists because he starts that whole move. Once the defense shifts, it's that secondary assist that's that you know the hockey assist that he gets because hey, I kicked it back out to, to JJ and JJ swung it over to BI and BI took one dribble and hit the shot that it doesn't go down as a Zion Williamson assist, but it is because the defense came to him. And we've seen those situations where you see as many as three players rolling up on Zion and he's able to still make a good decision with the basketball. He's not turning it over with the ball in his hands. And that, I mean, there are still things that, and that's the part that's amazing to me is there's still things that you can add to his footwork that, could make him even more effective in the post, which is sick to even think about. <laughs> because he's, it's just, he's he so was. it's so efficient there now, but there are just a, a couple of counter moves that if he adds against height and things like that, it, uh, he could be putting up 25 points
1: a night just in the paint. Do that consistently. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's what's, that's what's so fun about Zion, man. I, I know everybody, you know, there's so much ego involved in trying to figure out what this kid is. And, you know, everybody wanted their comparisons to be right. And, you know, is he Julius Randle? Is he Charles Barkley? Is he, you know, is, is he this guy? Is he that guy? He's none of that. He's he's nothing. I'm like, he's nothing we've ever seen. You can pick from people, as many as you want. You there, can mix so many people. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can- you can merge them all you want to. He's like a
0: Voltron of different players that you want to put together, but
1: yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't say he's just, you know, he he's just this guy. It just it doesn't doesn't work that way. So to watch him do as many things as he's doing right now just with minimal effort, you know, things that are just easy to him and to say at 20 years old you know, he's nowhere close when it comes from a fundamental aspect to what he will eventually be is scary. He is dominating folks. He is 20. He cannot have a legal drink. And I think the rebounding, like
0: people, people, sometimes folks will say I harp too much on the rebounding, but what my point is when we, when I talk about the rebounding is this Zion turning defense into offense with the ball in his hands when he grabs the defensive rebounds he's the most effective person in transition handling the ball if you want to advance it quickly that's Lonzo but if you want somebody handling in transition Kyra and, um, and Zion are the two most effective you have
1: yes and that's why
0: I want to see him grab more defensive boards is because that turns into
1: offense and P- you nobody's gonna get in front of that man in transition, I'm I'm so happy you mentioned you mentioned Kyra. I, I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to overreact to you know to some of the moments I've seen him in transition. But I'm telling you, man, there was a play against Chicago where he was running in place. It was almost like Alvin Kamara, like he was moving faster than he actually looked. But God damn, the dude that was in front of him, and I forget, I forget who it was. I don't remember if it was Thaddeus Young, but he had Lonzo in a corner. He had Zion. He, he had Zion trailing him. And nothing looked telegraphed. And, and the next thing you know, he's right at the cup. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, just there are certain guys that when they get that rebound, they're, they're moving with purpose. And Zion's one of those guys. And like you said, I mean, that's, you know, he grabs a rebound. You just spoke about how many eyes are on him. How many guys you think are saying, "Oh shit!" As soon as he grabs the board, because now there's no relaxing to get to the other side. You know, ain't no damn half court set coming. <laughs> Zion, Zion's coming for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he ain't he ain't made to just to just jog the ball up the floor. He's catching it and going. And whether it's a quick pass up the floor, he's gonna make that decision. But you gotta think about it. And your eyes are somewhere else. I, I mean, listen, man. The options, you know, but but that but that that's a really good point about the you know about the rebounding, just what it could do for you. You you're gonna get so many easy buckets just based off of him grabbing that basketball, and the guy that that's that's the furthest side, the center who's on the who's on the other side of the floor is looking at him, and his guy is flaring is flaring past him. I mean, because there's
0: not a lot of fours that are gonna turn and run with him when he grabs that board. And then when you get to that other end if it's a point guard on the back on the other side what are they going to do and like you said they have to make these choices so you got your guards flaring out you know you got Ingram on one side who can shoot it you got Lonzo who's going to stand in the corner or whatever and, and be your, and then you've got your trails coming behind you Zion has all the options and either he's going to get to the to the rim or he's going to you know kick it out and you have a chance for a transitional break and if it's not there, you set up the offense. But that thing is the most critical part to me is that the, the Pelicans have to recognize every possession down. The early touch for Zion is so important rather than, it's not even about the score. It's just once he touches, you get to, it's 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 like having a man in motion in football. It, cha- it makes you understand what the defense is doing. And getting it to Zion is the only way that this team really gets other teams out of their normal positioning.
1: Make business decisions. I mean, he, 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 just, he just does, you know. Um, and, I mean, look, I, you know, I don't know if you – know, the Pelicans don't have, don't have enough guys, like you mentioned, that are capable in those – you know, so I, I'll give an example. When Brandon Ingram was was starting to really to really become himself last year, mm-hmm. and Zion was on his way back from injury. I kept thinking we thought we would see a lot more of this. I didn't think that I didn't think that Zion would be mainly just backdoor, post, pick and roll. I thought we would see a lot more. Uh, creativity in regards to his chance to carry the ball. So I thought we would see a lot more of this, and it made me wonder. I said, "Well, what, what the hell? Where does Brandon fit? Like, what, what, what is he going to be player-wise going forward if Zion is who we think he is?" And the person that came to mind was Chris Middleton. That was the first person that that was the first person I thought of. Um, Chris Middleton is a is a really good basketball player. It's a guy who can be great, but is he, he, he ain't Giannis. No. And that's okay. He ain't Giannis. Giannis makes guys make business decisions. He affects the game. Anytime he has the basketball, he affects every single person on the floor, the bench, the fans, the announcers, the popcorn dude. Everybody has their eyes on The same, it's the, it's the same with Zion, and I know it's going to be, you know, um, an adjustment because we talked about it earlier in the year. Man, we thought, you know, Brandon Ingram looked like he was the leader of the team. It looked like it was his team. It just did, and he acted like it was his team. And we, but we don't
0: see that anymore. Ever since those comments when he said, "I was going, I'm gonna kill everything in front of me,"
1: he's not been the same guy. I don't. Um. I know the mentality is there. You know, I wonder if, you know, if mentally there's some struggles. That um, that he's going with the regards to the expectations he set for himself, because I because Brandon puts in the work. Oh yes, and he has and he has the he has the mindset and the heart to be a great player, and he's a guy. He doesn't just want to be great; he wants to be the best. You can see it. You can you know you can see it, but, same. and then being able to do the things night in and night out are two different things and they're not easy to do is, you know, it's why we have, we have, we have separation and, you know, where we rank our players, because if everybody can do it, you wouldn't have a Michael Jordan, you wouldn't have a magic Johnson, you, you know, you know, you wouldn't have a LeBron James, you know? Um, so I think, um Brandon, as it's clear that the ball is going, that he's going to turn, into more of a you know of a secondary handler, if that is the case, and maybe you know the actions that you run for him consistently are different when Zion is on the floor, um, and he gets comfortable in whatever that role dictates of him. Then I hope at that point you see the complete confidence come back from him because now you got quarters, man. Like the Detroit game, he started off great. He comes in, and then the second quarter, it's all gone. It's you know it's all gone. And the uh, you know the game against Portland has a couple cu- couple areas in the first quarter looks like it might be a good game. And then it's a struggle for the you know you know for the rest. Um, he he talks to it. He's paid like it. He puts in the work. Um, you know you just got to hope at some point that um, no matter what's being asked of him, we're seeing that guy that I think you and I both believe that he can be. Mm-hmm be present on the floor. Yep, yep. And I think you'll be able to eventually. Yeah, I have confidence. And it's not an either or. People, a
0: a lot of people say, well, do they fit together? I think they fit together. The problem to me is the fit with everybody else. It's the roster isn't right for for them yet. And I think that's why there has been this clamoring to have more Kyra on the floor is because if that second unit when it's B.I. on the floor and Zion is not on the floor, uh, I think it's really important to have someone who can penetrate and get to the basket for this team. And and again, we've talked about it, that quickness that is is difficult for B.I. times to get around people. And so when Kyra's on the floor, he gives B.I. those opportunities to continue to score. Because like you said, all season long, his best two quarters have been first and third. Second and fourth have been his worst, and the fourth has been by far his worst consistently. In his shooting percentage, and his free throw attempts, all those things go down a lot in the fourth quarter. And that's a problem that the Pelicans have to solve. And and Stan McGundy's talked about it at different points this, this year, that they have to do a better job of creating things for him. But I think BI too, like you said, at times he will force it. He will try to make something happen rather than letting the game continue to flow. And uh, I, that's, that. But it's still, yeah, this is just his second year in doing this. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not panicking about that. I just think they need more people around these two, your two cornerstones. You need more pros. That's, uh, that's just my feelings. This team needs more pros.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not a, I mean, every, every star, you know, has had them, man. I mean, every, every star has, has had, whether it was previous stars or whether it was, you know, uh, guys that have had success in the league and a bunch of them, a conglomerate of them for them to be able to go to. And, you know, from a relatability standpoint um, and it's definitely important, you know, important for them because now, man, we're, you know, this isn't, 10 years ago, man, I mean, you know, 20 years ago, everybody is expecting you to be, you know, it, it's come out. We don't box great. Come <laughs> out the box. Yeah. Come out the box. great. It's no longer we want to wait. You know, we, we'll give you two, three years. It's no longer that the, you know, our expectations, you know, have changed with how quickly we are able to, you know, to see things and grab things. We want it now. We don't want to wait. So, and you can only imagine, you know, for, if, if fans, if organizations, if coaches, if players, you know, if, if people feel that way at some point that seeps into the player's head. Well, it's very good at that point to have a locker room of guys around you or, 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 or players that you can go to that have been around enough and the right personalities as well. It's not just, you know, you can't just throw any type of veterans in there, but, but, but the right guys in there to say, yo man, it's going to be all right. I've seen it or I've done it. Every player, that you can think of when they started to become their best, they could look at that bench. They they had enough guys around them that had, that, that had done it or seen it to be able to relate to maybe, maybe outside of Kobe, who was a complete different story.
0: And then it, it's, you know, that it's, it's like finding those players. There's their ceiling doesn't, is not super high. And that's what a Billy mm-hmm. Hernan Gomez is. They don't have a giant ceiling, but his floor doesn't kill you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the players that the Pelicans don't have enough of because on a night-to-night basis, when guys drop to their floor performance, it it, it kills everything. They can't afford for guys, uh, you know, for more than one guy on that team to have a bad night. If two guys on this team, no matter where it is on the roster, really, if two guys on a team have a bad night, Pelicans are done. You know, every, any game, they're done. And, and that is just too... The, the the margin of error is just too, too thin for them. And, and and I don't, you can't survive that way. And it's not, it's not about getting 40 wins. I don't think they'll get 40 wins and I didn't think they would get 40 wins before the season started. I had about 33 wins for this team, but it's about the how, and that's what the what I'm constantly watching is, how are they doing these things? And to me, the, the biggest part of the how is it, none of this stuff matters until they play defense. And, and if they don't have a commitment to that, that's why I feel like this year would be a running in place year, because the whole thing you said coming in was establishing a defensive identity. And this is the worst defense in the history of the franchise.
1: <laughs> yeah, no I, no, I mean, and, you know, I mean, listen, it, it's, um, I'm sure that they know now that they are going to have to add more rugged and, not just rugged guys, but, but people that are sure of who they are on the basketball floor next to their stars, period. That's another issue there. You have so many guys that are just still trying to find themselves. It's hard to speak to, we're going to be this, this kind of team when you don't have players that know what kind of player they are. You know, you got Nikhil Alexander-Walker still trying to figure out what he is as a basketball player. Is he a one? Is he a two? How does he affect the game night in and night out? It's a struggle for him because he wants to score. He does. He wants to score, but has so many other gifts that could make him that even if he's not scoring, he could affect the game. You know, um, so many. You know, you have Kyra Lewis Jr., a rookie. You got, uh, oh God, uh, Nicola Meli knows he he knows his role, but he doesn't. He refuses not to do it. <laughs> he, he refuses just not to do it. You know, you know, Jackson Hayes is still is is still figuring out what what he figuring out anything about the game of basketball, you know, probably probably in a rush to, you know, to. uh, To gather a three point shot because he realizes that the things that he used to do in college, I mean, there's a lot more to the game than just catching than just catching alley-oops. I mean, all across the board, Lonzo Ball still still figuring shit out, still figuring it out. Yeah. Brandon Ingram, year two of being, you know, of being "quote unquote" the guy or the secondary guy. It's a lot, man. So to kind of um, to kind of help that and keep that and keep that in place, you you you're gonna need more dudes that are clear of who they are. This is my role. This is what I'm gonna do. This is this is what I'm used to doing. And here's how it helps the team. And when you have enough individual guys that can do that, that eventually puts forward a chain. They can bring a good defense. It's just it's, – they don't have enough of it right now. No.
0: They don't take it personally either. They don't take it personally and, it, and because they're not a team yet. You know what we talked it, about. Yeah. They, they're not a team. They don't take it personally. I did want to do this one thing because everybody talks about how, how few th- threes the Pelicans shoot, and they don't shoot a ton of threes. But there are seven teams that shoot fewer threes than the Pelicans. Seven teams. Five of them have better records than the Pelicans. You want to know who the five are?
1: I'm I'm listening. Memphis. Could see that.
0: San Antonio. Coach Pop. 16 and 10, San Antonio. Yep. The Lakers, 27 and the 8. The
1: Lakers. Mm-hmm.
0: Philly, 18 and 10. And the Knicks, who are two games under 500.
1: What do they all do well?
0: Let's do the defensive rankings for those teams. <laughs> the Lakers are number one. In the NBA defense, the Knicks are number three in the NBA defense, Philly, number six, San Antonio, number eight, and Memphis, number 18, the Pelicans, 29. So (laughs) it's not the threes themselves, how many you shoot. Those teams limit the other team's ability to shoot the three. They limit their ability to make the three. And that's how you get by. The Lakers are never gonna make a bunch of threes. They don't have shooters. That is shooting team. But what do they do? They defend every possession. They make it and they make it easy for themselves. The Pelicans make it easy for everybody else, like you said. All right, we're gonna do some quick questions and then we'll close it out. Um, our man at I am James number one. Four quick questions. Has Zion surpassed Bi? I think we both say yes. Yeah. Keep it simple. Um, can we get better by trading Bledsoe? I say yes. <laughs> to keep it simple. Ma- yes. <laughs> yes. Hell yes. I just think it's addition by subtraction. He doesn't really mm. want to be here. I think it would put, I, I would like to see Kyra and Lonzo as the starting lineup at guard. Just with Kyra's aggression and getting to the basket, I think it's they could get better. Now that Zion and JJ have this nice little play that they work together, do you think that, that slows down the JJ trade no, they got to move J.J. <laughs> they got to move J.J.
1: <laughs> go, go and tell, tweet, tweet J.J. that and see. <laughs> get get him out of here, man. No. J.J. Not wants to go back to his brownstone. Um, yeah. Role players
0: that the Pelicans could trade for. Now, hey, I'm gonna give you mine while you think about it. I'm gonna give you just guys who I think that, you, yeah, this is these are guys who, I, I – just my thought maybe, Mo Harkless, may you know you, I okay. don't know what you got to give up, but you, you I think Mo Harkless is somebody
1: that you could get. James Ennis, I was actually gonna say him I'll, I'll, in uh, Orlando, yeah. Glenn Robinson III, okay. Um, Marquise Chris.
0: He's at Golden State. State. He's right? hurt right now, right? Okay, yeah. But I mean, for for if if they like JJ over at Golden State, I would do a, go, a JJ for Chris and something else, just to get I, some more, yeah. get a more a little more length on that on that front court at the three four position.
1: I, I mean, I I thought I thought Torian Prince was gonna be you know was gonna be one of those guys uh, before mm-hmm. he ended up getting getting shipped to Cleveland. Uh, Torian Prince was a guy that I you know that I wanted to see. I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see what what happens in to- totality in, in Cleveland. Yeah, um, the Drummond
0: deal and everything else that they're working on. Yeah,
1: because like. um, yeah, Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn is is as thin almost as it comes right now. So you really don't have you you don't have much that you can get from you know from them. Is Nick Claxton still on the team?
0: Yeah, but they, that's the only center at the behind uh, DeAndre Jordan right now.
1: And I and I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt too right now. Actually. Uh, James
0: Johnson would be interesting too. I really think you, that James Johnson could be
1: an interesting target. Uh, yeah, that's a perfect way to add some fight. That's that's that 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 is the perfect way to add some fight. Um, if he went to Philly, um, man, Mike Philly has Mike Scott, but they, I, I. I don't want Mike Scott. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Scott. I don't. I. I don't want Mike Scott. They need guys. They, 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 they need guys that can. That yeah, can they can defend. defend
0: yeah. If, yeah. They don't need just like I'm not worried about his shooting, because the shooting needs to go as long as you throw it in design, you're gonna get clean shots. Yeah, they need.
1: They need. They need bigger guys that can definitely. They can definitely pose a threat defensively. Um, for me, for me, Tori and Prince was that guy because again, it has to be. It's gonna have to be some something cheap. Mm-hmm. right there's not there's not many teams that have wings that they're going to just give you cuz everybody don't come thinks by they easy. can make the playoffs too right like if what, the pelicans I mean, lose can. tonight
0: the pelicans lose tonight they could drop from 11th in the west to 14th and
1: look at no. the ease <laughs> look at the east it's like three teams three or four teams that are either at or below 500 right now in the playoffs
0: so everybody thinks they're in so that's why I don't see a whole bunch of trades happening because people are like, well, if, I, if we get healthy, you know, you might see some p- movement around the edges. And some teams, maybe like a Boston, try to make a move to get a big or something like that. Um, and, and, of course, Brooklyn is probably going to try to make another move to get a big. Obviously, they want Drummond. And it'll be, be some buyouts. But I don't see it being one of those play- things where the Pelicans are in a position now unless they overpay for something to make anything, any kind of major move. You're going to have to overpay because you don't have any – sellable assets that that are in your
1: favor at this point? Uh, I mean, mean, look, I mean, and all the players, I mean, I like the question about real players, you know, but I guarantee you a good, there's not going to be many, many attractive names that we could give you. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? And they all, you know, they all, it's not that they're going to be world beaters. It's just very similar to Billy Herning Gomez. It's just not terrible basketball players, just enough to get you by enough to not to to not mess up. They ain't taking nothing know? off the
0: table. Right, yeah. right, you know,
1: and, you know, at at worst, it stays even. At best, they give you something. Um, and like I said, I mean, especially for, for what this team needs at the wing position, there's not many teams that, you know, that's going to give you those guys. You know, we got to stop talking about them. You know, not we got to talking about
0: them. Yeah, not in a league where wing defenders are a priority. You know, that's what everybody needs. It's, and, and if you're playing, talking about, I'm preparing to play the Lakers or the Clippers. You better have a bunch of wing defenders on your roster. If you're going to play Boston, you got to deal with Jalen Brown. You got to deal with Jason Tatum. You better Mm -hmm. have people who can defend that wing. I mean, so yeah, there are not a ton of guys out there that you could get my dream guy actually right now for the Pelicans would be to find a way to get Terry Rozier on this roster. I would love to find a way to get Terry Rozier on the roster, but it ain't gonna happen because Terry Rozier <laughs> is balling out his mind right now,
1: in in, in Charlotte. I, I I mean, look at you at at some point, the, yeah. And the issue with that is, you know, Devonte Graham isn't isn't playing well right now,
0: Mm-mm.
1: so you know, it it fit I think at some point for them if Devonte Graham continued to be you know to be an asset and someone that they could uh, you know believe in long term and. Uh, have around the mellow ball. But if that's not the case, you might need Terry Rozier for a little bit longer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so yeah, I mean, I, I and I like, I like Terry because I know Terry's going to compete. Yep. He can offer you something as a basketball player, but more than anything, he's going to compete. You need some irrational confidence now. Yeah, you, you do. I mean, they need some assholes. We, you know, that we, we mentioned it, you know, you know, for, forever, man. Uh-huh. I, I, I I'll do whatever whatever I have to at some point to get Patrick Beverly on this team, you know. Just, I, I'm,
0: there's a reason. There's a reason that Chris Paul keeps moving teams, you know, to different making them better, because somebody has to be the one that holds everybody accountable. And mm-hmm. people don't like that guy. Nobody ever likes that guy. You may you might be cool with him, but nobody likes that guy. But he's necessary and the Pelicans don't have that guy yet. He has to either emerge from this group and you hope that Zion becomes that guy, that every practice he's the one telling everybody, this is what I expect from myself and this is what I expect from you. In the huddles, he has to be that guy. It can't be a bunch of, I mean, it's fine to have your Drew Holiday types who say I lead by example, but there has to be a leader who speaks. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you, there's the reason that movements are not followed by silent leaders. Movements yeah. require charismatic leaders. Championship teams require charismatic leaders. There's a reason that when we look at the greats of this game, there's Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson—these charismatic leaders that their teams were, could believe in, could believe, and that—that that is a huge part of team sports. It's part of anything. Mm-hmm. I got to believe what you're selling. And in the last five minutes of the game, somebody has to emerge on this roster that everybody believes is going to take home, take it home. And then demands, like you said, at the beginning of this demands to be the one to do it. And that doesn't mean take every shot, but they're going to make the decisions. And that is an important thing that important difference that people need to get.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you another guy that, that just came to mind, if they can figure out uh, the guard situation and maybe ship out Eric Bledsoe and JJ Redick, uh, I'd like Javon Carter. Uh, I, I love, I love Javon Carter in Phoenix, just the, just the energy that he brings. And listen, man, anybody that's in their twenties with a ball head, you know, they, you know, in the, in their it with pride, they normally just have a different level of confidence about them. But all jokes aside, I think, uh, you know, Javon's another guy who, you know, who competes, who had to work to get into the league. Um, and, you know, again, you know, they need, they need more, more guys like that, you know, um, and going into next year, you got to add more guys, even if they're at the end of the bench, you know, um, that people believe in, even if they never dress up, it's a reason Udonis has Haslam is still getting checks in Miami. They never expect him to play, but he's on, he's on that team for a reason. Um, and I think the more that you have guys, guys like that, you know, um, slowly but surely, Zion, Brandon Ingram and company, maybe Kyrie Lewis Junior down down the line, those guys will continue to mature and feel confident in the things that they are saying and who they are as players and people. You know, um, some of these dudes ain't never had a job, man. You know what I mean? You know they're only their their first job is now, so they're learning a lot about responsibility. You know, um, you know I, I, I'll never forget Charles Barkley saying, "You know when he got drafted." Um, Moses, m- m- yeah, Moses, Moses, and Mo Cheeks took him, you know, took took him out to the mall and bought him suits because he had never had a suit outside of when he got drafted. Just you know, just things like that, man. They can't. They, it's hard to duplicate. It makes a difference. Um, so. I think what you're saying about them becoming more leaders and putting in, uh, you know, a, a, a certain type of attitude and responsibility, a demanding type of type of energy and which other guys propel to, it also ties in with what you mentioned about you needing more leaders and the right kind of leaders, veterans on the team to help guide them as men.
0: Yeah, it's it, uh, you want to see not infighting, but you want to see some fire. You want to see when an assignment gets blown and somebody grabs somebody by the back and, and says, hey, man, no, this like you just want to see that because that's what you see out of championship teams. That That's what you see out of organizations that are that at the very least stay competitive year. And year. that's the reason the Utah Jazz have won 20 out of 21 games. Because yep. talent-wise, oh, yeah, they're a good team. They're a good and well-constructed, balanced team that complements each other in every way. But they're also a team that holds each other accountable. They ain't best friends. We know what happened with Donovan Mitchell and, uh, Rudy, <coughs> Gobert. and Rudy Gobert. They ain't best friends. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I, I'm sure they don't hang out with each other every night. But on the court, are there very many teams that you can watch that are more cohesive? I mean, they they do everything on the court together. And that kind of stuff takes time, absolutely. It takes trust, absolutely. But it also takes the right pieces. And so, yeah, I think so far, I just think that, that Stan Van Gundy has not been given what he was promised Um, in some Mm -hmm. ways. I think he's failed in some ways, rotation-wise. I think he made some poor decisions. I I will say this. The biggest problem I have with Stan Van Gundy is we have not seen Zion play 36 or 38 minutes in a game. Not once. You don't have to do that every night. We don't want him to do it every night. But there are nights when he should be on the floor. He's not getting in foul trouble. He's getting like two fouls a game. So why Mm -hmm. can't you play him for for 38, 40 minutes some nights and see if he, when he's feeling it like this, Play him some more minutes. Go through him. Let him play. He's not, he's twenty years old. Let him play.
1: I mean, look at look at how the game dropped. You know, against uh, against Portland, the energy. Uh, you know, the way that the the ball was moving offensively. You saw a lot more a lot more ice ball left. And then late in the, late in the fourth quarter, you just watch it. He's just sitting on the bench for about two minutes, just sitting there. You know, just you know, anticipating. As soon as they you know they end up they end up uh, calling time out, he jumps up. One and then and then you're at you're at a spot again where you have a chance to win the basketball game um i you know there was a point a point from a a net rating perspective where sometimes the team looked a little bit better without him at some point you know dating back to last season because of where he was getting the basketball at and how predictable it was. that's no longer the case um He's proven that he can stay on the floor. He's been healthy. He's been uh, he's been smart with some of the plays he's taken. He's not being reckless his with his body. Up. You know, he's he's learning game to game of how to, you know, I mean, I, I think I've seen in the past of the, the past five, five, six games, more, more uh, fast break opportunities from Zion uh, intercepting passes, you know, than I've seen uh, almost in his entire career. So he's, you know, he's learning, and he's giving the effort. He's, he still has a long way to go. But, yeah, man, you got a horse like that, uh, every once in a while you need to ride him. He needed to play 38, almost 40 minutes a game just for you to beat that Portland team. That's saying a lot. But it was what would need it, and it would have done a lot for them because, again, they have quite the stretch coming up, and it starts with Phoenix tonight.
0: Brother, thank you so much for joining me, man. Tell everybody how they can follow you,
1: and if you got anything that you got popping. Uh, impatient bull, of course, at Twitter, guys. Uh, currently, right now, I'm I'm uh, working on this this uh, this wonderful show with uh, said person that uh, he knows who he is, and uh, doing some doing some hosting right now on some shows with the uh, with the uh, music, movies, and hoops. I just just had one. Uh, they drop. they drop today called NBA check-in with Chris Conner and a, a couple of, about three or four guys of, of people that we have over there. Um, and yeah, man, that's, that's uh, pretty much it for right now. But, um, yeah, outside of that, I'll be watching the game and on Twitter, battling with you guys as always.
0: That's right. And yeah, we got big things popping for you in the future, my man. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, we, we get to work together and, and, and um, talk about these things because we get in depth. We go, we go back and forth too. And I, I, I enjoy that. Um, anybody that will um, look at it from, from, from multiple angles and, and we neither one of us and the, the people that I have on here all the time. The, the reason I have them on is because we're not afraid to be wrong and we're not, you know, cause I'm here to talk about the game. That's, that's all. I'm, that's all I want to do is I want to talk about the game. And sometimes I'm gonna be wrong and sometimes I'm gonna be right. But I'm gonna give you what I see.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what it's that's what it should always be about, man. I mean, we're, we're talking about an orange ball that goes, you know, that goes inside a hoop, man. It's not it's not that crazy, bro. You get you, you know, it's okay to like to like basketball and be passionate and excited about it. And sometimes, you know, that can that can bring emotions up. But we're just having a conversation and yeah. my ego isn't that big to where I have to be right all the time i can be wrong but i know i can learn something from somebody else i will not go into the conversation thinking i know i am right 100 percent. and if i am wrong let's talk here are my facts here are yours let's see who's right or who's wrong who gives a shit afterwards you know you want to you know you want to ego dance afterwards that's cool you know we'll do it again yeah. it's
0: entertainment baby that's all this is this is entertainment <laughs> business and entertainment so i ain't taking it personal Um, So until the next time, y'all know how to get at me. At DM Grub on Twitter and Instagram and the website HITP with DG.com. This has been another edition of Hard to Paint. And I'll talk to y'all next week.